Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Psychic Visions Podcast. This is your host, Jason Zook. And this is Megan Kane. We're in the midst of a spiritual revolution. Our mission is to share and explore mysteries of the paranormal universe with our guests and you, our listeners, as we discuss healing, spirituality, life after death, and more. Psychic Visions Podcast, more than meets the eye. Hey guys, welcome back to Psychic Visions Podcast. We're your hosts, Megan Kane. And Jason Zook. And we're so excited to have you back because tonight we have Jennifer Neville and y'all, she's great. She is a really well-known tarot reader and astrologist on YouTube. Her channel is Little Girl Lost for those of you who know her and those of you who don't, now you do. And she's really great. Actually, Jason and I were curious about what she did. We didn't know, like we, we didn't know anything about, cause she does do some of the collective readings and Jason and I do more one-on-one readings. We've done group things, but it's always, the message always has been like delivered to the person. And Jennifer does collective readings where it's like for the masses. And I'm, Jason and I were wondering like, how does that work? And we actually watched one. We of tried the it out. Yeah. We tried it out. We watched one of the videos. It was baffling. Like how head on it was. How, it was how so point. weird. Cause I was like, how's this going to, do you think this is going to work? Like, how's this going to work when we reached there and they we're only picking from three cards. It was on point. So on point. It was so weird. It was like, and so specific. It was so weirdly specific too. Cause I chose, I think I chose, you chose two and I chose three, something like that. But anyway, then she goes and she reads what the message is like for, depending on what your card you intuitively chose. And it was so on point. We were like, okay, that's amazing. That's so cool. So I'm just excited for you guys to get to know her. What really impressed me the most about Jennifer is her keen ability and awareness as an intuitive coach, a spiritual entrepreneur, an astrologer. And when you look at her social media profile, her presence on there, Little Girl Lost Tarot in January 2010, she founded it. And it's currently have over 118,000 subscribers and 13 million views. Yeah, and she's, she's also successful. Yeah, she also works with her fans on TikTok with her handle at Jennifer and Neville with over 425,000 likes and 46,000 fans on there. Yeah, uh, she's got a lot of followers there too. And she's got her Instagram. She's building her Instagram now too. I think she's like around 15 or something. I'm not sure, but she's really growing all these handles, guys. And she is a force to be reckoned with. Getting to know Jen has just been, and for the listeners, we've gotten to know Jen. She's our friend now and she's amazing. And I'm so excited to share her with you guys. Some of you guys might already know her, watch her on YouTube, follow her on Instagram. She's got a lot going on and I really don't want to wait any further. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Welcome on, Jen. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. So excited to be here. So happy that you're on with us today. And I know our listeners are going to learn a great deal about you, about themselves and about astrology and tarot. And let's get right into it. For those listeners that don't no, Jen Neville is a tarot reader and she's, I've seen her do some mediumship, some intuitive reading, some tarot. And can, Jen, can you just tell our listeners, like, where did this begin for you? When did you first know you were intuitive? Can you just take us back to 
the little girl lost. I'm guessing that's where the name comes yes. up. We're going to get into that too. But where did this stem from for you? When did you start this journey? So it started when I was really young. I was always into, it starts off like you're into like the paranormal stuff. I, my mom's side of the family, they're from the Dominican Republic. So I would spend my summers over there with my grandmother and my grandmother was very spiritual. She was into mediumship. So we'd watch her at parties going up and talking to people and telling them things about past loved ones that were there communicating with them. So it was always like this kind of fascinating thing to me. And I feel really lucky to have had her in my life because I think the first like intuitive hits that I'd have were my dreams. I had really, and I still, to this day, I had really prophetic dreams or things that would like premonitions and things like that. Or there'd be times where I'd get these thoughts in my head and then they'd come true. And my grandmother was really good about, even though I was like a nine-year-old or super young, she'd be like, tell me what your dream was. You just had that thought. What was it? And she boosted me and taught me to be, to trust my intuition. That's what she was doing at that time was teaching me how to really trust in my intuition instead of being an adult being like, oh, she's a crazy little kid. She doesn't know anything. She's just making stuff up. It was like building that trust for me. And then things would come true. And she'd be like, oh my God, she's so powerful on these things. (laughs) I like have to thank her for giving me that confidence in my intuition. But at the same time, she probably inflated my ego a little bit too. But (laughs) But that's so good because most people teach kids to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that I am like forever grateful for her and I have a really good relationship and that's how it developed. I grew up learning to trust my dream. The mediumship part scares me because I've always grown up being able to feel spirits or see spirits that I just, I'm like, not really interested. I've had a couple like scary experiences with that, that maybe now that I know you two, I can start to safely develop that one or feel like trust and confidence in opening that channel. But I think that it's been this journey for me. And the funny thing about the little girl lost is that was like my blog pseudonym. I love to write so that, and I've always been a kind of a writer. I've always had a blog throughout college. So it was always, that was my writer name was little girl lost because it was like, I always want to maintain that kind of childlike sense of myself of adventure and really not knowing where I'm going. Because when you're lost, that's when you like stumble upon things and just always looking for something. And that's, so that's my little pen name, I guess you could say. I'll say this listening to you just now, Jen, I believe heavily in spirit family. And I know Megan and I love the fact that you've come into our lives and that we can share you with our audience on our show today. And I noticed a couple of things. One, we all have intuitive grandparents who helped bestow their gifts onto us or taught us or guided us in some way. And the mediumship thing, I could tell you for a fact, I slept don't tell anyone else this, but I guess now that I'm telling you, I slept with the lights on for 10 years after Me I first too. Like 10 years. <laughs> and so I will tell you that over time, you can learn not to be as afraid about the experience of it. And yeah. I'm so excited to like to have you on today and share this. And I know it's so important to have the trust in your own intuition, your own guides. It's mm. good that you had that at an early age. I want to ask you this. 
when you look at what you're doing right now and your YouTube channel, how did you first start your YouTube channel and get it to be where it is right now? Because I think it's just so impressive. Gosh, I started my journey with my YouTube channel by being heartbroken and then binge watching tarot readings. That's when I had first found them. I was like, oh my God, these resonate. And then, so I was like, <laughs> like going through heartbreak and there was something comforting about this. And I evolved with the readings because it's as you're going through the stages of, I guess, like that grief of, is this going to work out? Is it not? And then you have tarot readers on there who are giving you great insights and obviously it can be triggering for some people, but I kept thinking, I was like, man, I've been reading tarot since college. What's stopping me from making a YouTube channel? And it was a transition point in my life. I had been playing professional golf, which I like for 17 years of my life, I'd been playing golf and I just walked away from that. So I was in this limbo year where I was chasing after this man <laughs> he wasn't available. And then I was watching these tarot readings. And then I was like, why don't I have a, why don't I start a tarot channel? And then I was like, I can't let anybody know that I'm doing this. So I put it <laughs> under little girl lost tarot. I was like, God forbid somebody type in Jennifer Neville on YouTube and see me on here reading tarot. And <laughs> I literally woke up one day. I felt, I was like, let me just film a practice video. I was like, messy hair. You can go back and you can click late, like oldest video. And you will see this one. I have like messy hair. I'm in my PJs, but I filmed it. And I was like, if you watch this, you will never post it. So <laughs> I just posted it without watching it. And then within a week I was having, so I got so many like views and hits. I think within a month I had already reached like 10,000 followers Wow. So, yeah, it was just meant to be. 100%. Yes. And then yes. it was one of those <laughs> things where a year out after I had hit like 100K followers, and there would be people, like friends of mine, who would be like, wait, do you have a YouTube channel? Because I think my girlfriend watches your YouTube channel that I was like, I'm going to have to come out. Like, I'm going to have to come out yeah. about my little devil life that I'm living here. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a tarot reader psychic. That's, golfer. that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is because people are like, what are you doing nowadays? And I'm like, oh, stuff. I'm just uh, then, hanging out and they find yeah. your channel. Yeah. I'm sure you guys had that stage in your life. Oh, no? yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. Guess, yeah. Who, Jason. guess who helped Jason. me come out of my spiritual closet? Megan. <laughs> Megan. I did. I pulled them out of the spiritual, we call it the psychic closet. Yeah. And the psychic closet. It's that's a real thing because I is. remember I was so ashamed for a while to, <laughs> to come out. <laughs> Me too. I was, didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell some of my, most of my friends I read for, but a lot of my newer friends I didn't tell. I didn't really yeah. talk to my family about it. And same when I was doing like mediumship and everything else, like it was a gradual thing. And then yeah. I finally, and Facebook too, even Facebook, like my high school friends, I was like, I don't really know what but they don't really know yeah. me like that. So it was definitely a challenge, but now I'm so liberated. I've come out of all the yeah. closets. <laughs> yeah. I'm still creeping out. It's like a right. little by little. I think I could go even, there's more of myself that I can be right. putting out there. First, you think you maybe people think you're crazy or it's taboo yeah. and we are afraid of judgment or we, there's people who might think we're devil worshipers. 
Uh, like different people jump to so many conclusions sometimes when they don't know about something, but I'm so glad that you're out. I'm so glad that you're on the show (laughs) with us now under your name. No, no pseudo names today. No pseudo names. We're all all out now. (laughs) And that's so great. So you started with tarot and then it moved into astrology. When did astrology come into your life and into like your realm of, of spirituality? So actually it started with runes. I had, my grandmother gifted me her set of runes. I actually have a rune tattoo on the back of my ear that's like dedicated to her. So that was my first tool that I used. And then my hairdresser, who I was close with, had gifted my mother a set of, she would read my tarot. And then she had gifted my mom a set of tarot cards and my mom gifted them to me. And then she became we became like really close and she mentored me in learning about the tarot so I would sit in the hair salon and I'd read with her I'd spend the day there and then I'd read for other people while I was in college and they'd pay me like twenty dollars for a reading and it was just something fun that I used as like in college with my friends and all those things. And then all the while, I always was interested in astrology. Like I've always been that it's so popular now. Everybody's into it, but I was definitely, I had it as like an icebreaker thing. And maybe it's the Virgo in me that just needs to know about everything. Like I need all the I love to study things. I love to have like just a Rolodex of information. So that was like, I'll get hooked on things. And I got hooked with astrology and I'd learn more and more. And then it wasn't until I was like, maybe I should do read astrology professionally that I studied like the Hellenistic astrology. But again, it's, and these are fun things that you can see when you're doing chart readings and stuff. It there's definitely been past life. I've been an astrologer in a past life because the way that I could look at like the map and just be able to read it and see, and just, I'm just like, this isn't my first lifetime doing this. It can't be because this is so much information, but I don't know. I think I just loved learning about it. And that's what fascinates me about astrology is like, there's so much to learn and you never know it all. So I never get bored. I can keep learning new things, new techniques. And I don't know, it's so fascinating to me. The closest I've gotten to astrology is talking to you about it. I know (laughs) Megan and I have always wanted to have someone in our life who reads astrology, who understands the principles behind astrology. And I just think it's such a fascinating thing. And I wanted to ask you in reference to what you do with astrology, because Megan and I, we went and watched one of your videos where you take the cards, the tarot cards and put them in three different piles. Oh yeah. And I couldn't believe when I picked the number two, for example, and looked at uh, it, I was fascinated how accurate your reading was. It was, yeah. so it was, it was right off the charts. Me. I was like, yeah. looking at Megan going, oh my God, I can't believe this. Cause he was like, <laughs> how does this work? How does like a collective reading work? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I was, I was so shocked. <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes too. I'm like, how does this, but then that's where I think like on a deeper spiritual level, that's where we're all the same person going through the same thing. And that's why I love astrology. (laughs) 
So amazing. Because astrology, like the collective, it just makes sense. It makes sense to me why we all go through similar things, why these collective readings work, because this is a collective energy. Now, the way that it affects your chart is based off of your rising sign and the areas in life that you're feeling it. But otherwise, we're all going through the exact same things at all the same times. We're all influenced by the same energies. So that's what I love about astrology. I know it's not science, but to me, it's biz. Yeah, it is science. I think it is. I yeah. think, and there's a science behind a lot of the stuff we do. Can't wait to go into really deep with you in my chart. And I mean, yes. just the things that you've said, though, have been right on point based on my birth chart. There's so much to learn from astrology. Now, we're, we're still in, in a cut season. It. Oh, my God. That makes <laughs> a lot of sense. And we're going into retrograde. So overlapped. Can you explain a little bit about how that works and also a little bit into retrograde? Because of course that happens a few times a year. So it's always going to be useful information for our listeners to know. Cause then a lot of people get mixed up on a lot of how that works and yeah. how it affects everybody or your relationships. So Mercury retrograde, it's such like a pop culture thing now, but I actually, we have three retrogrades a year, Mercury retrogrades a year. So for me, they're really not that bad. It's just like a time period where it's great to revise the old, like rewrite contracts or reorganize your apartment or reevaluate relationships or re whatever, revisiting the past. That's why it's like your ex is texting you back. It's all about if there's anything that's still not finished, Mercury retrogrades the time to revise it, finish it. Not bad energy. It's just since Mercury rules technology, that's the time where you want to double check. Like before you sign the contract, read it twice. Maybe don't sign contract, new contracts. You could revise a contract during Mercury retrograde, but obviously life happens, things like that. But right now, Mercury retrograde's a big one because we are in the middle of an eclipse season. So so it's all about releasing attachments from anything that weighs us down. And if you're in any strong attachments to things right now, it's not going to be a gentle time, but then it's going back revising. So it wouldn't be surprising if during this time frame, for the viewers listening to it afterwards, if you heard from that ex that it's like there was no closure with, you'll get the closure here, but it'll be in a way that you release the, so you can release the attachment, things like that. So this is definitely an intense time frame for the collective. And here's the thing, eclipses, the effects of eclipses trigger massive change and the effects last for six months. So we're not, this is something that we're going to witness play out for the next six months, whatever, like intense things are happening right now, you'll see it play out six months down the road. You'll look back and be like, whoa. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that. It's good. As long as you just surrender to the change. We've always dreaded Mercury and retrograde, Megan and I, because it seems like the transitions were pretty sensitive to energy shifts. Like I'm sure members of our audience. So to have you explain and explain in such a way, it's very reassuring. We appreciate that because from our vantage point, Anything we could do to survive a retrograde period and in terms of our role with it is so appreciated. When you look at the knowledge you've gained doing tarot and doing everything between astrology, I want to ask you about manifestation because it's something that I know we hold dear. And I want to ask you, how do you think you 
have developed your own understanding of what it's like to manifest things in your own life? And what recommendations would you make to anyone in our audience who hears this interview about how they can actually learn how to manifest for themselves? I love using astrology to manifest just based off of like present energies. I look at my chart every single day and I am like observing what actions I should take or what I can, what's going to be happening for me or what's like the best thing. Cause it's mirror, not causation, but I like to approach manifestation from a kind of a practical standpoint, maybe more of the sciencey part of it, of what it means to to align with what we want. It's like being in the same energy, like energy. I'm sure you guys are big on like energy attracts energy, like when we align with what we want. So my manifestation technique that I think makes me a really successful manifester is I first look at what is it that I desire. And I do this in my relationships too. I'm like, what do I desire right now? Say if it's more money, if it's this, and then I will get really specific on what the desire is, why I want that thing in my life. And then I'll ask myself, okay, but what's blocking me from having this? So it's like, what's making me feel that I wouldn't be safe in this energy or what blockage am I creating to not allow this into my life? And it can be a number of things like beliefs that we have, especially with money and love. Like we have so many beliefs around that, that we're not safe or we're not money bad. So it's like rewiring certain beliefs. And then I'm like, okay, then lock it in with a practice or something, say if it's love. And I'm like, I want this type, I want to manifest this person. I'll do like role playing in my house where I am the person or I am. And then I'm okay. I want a man who cooks for me. So I'll go cook and be in like my masculine and then I'll feed myself or I'll have little romantic dates by myself, things like that just to get comfortable in the energy. Like what do you need to do or practice to be comfortable in that energy? And in relationships, I feel like you can create a lot of shift dynamics. If you're like, okay, my partner isn't committing. So then I look at myself and I'm like, okay, where am I not in the energy of commitment in my life? And then that's how we can start to navigate and shift. If we're just looking at people as those mirrors of what it is that we want. And sometimes you have to make those tough decisions to up-level, right? That's my eclipse season lesson. <laughs> Level up. Level um. up. If that person's not giving you the commitment, then commit to yourself and mm -hmm. finding that commitment. I 100% agree with that. I Love definitely, that. I went through that, a similar eclipse type yeah. energy before I met my husband too. Love yourself and- yeah. And then your energy is going to align with that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like attracts like you're attracting yeah. that energy. Or sometimes if you're over psyching yourself out over something, you have all this fear-based yeah. energy around a situation What's almost welcoming in that thing yeah. that you fear the most because mm -hmm. the universe, God, your higher self is going to be like, Hey, this is what you fear the most. Look at how strong you are. Here's this yeah. challenge. You're almost bringing on that challenge when you yeah. fear it. You know? You're asking for it almost because it's like when you're fearful about money, then you're going to be broke when you're yes. fooled with it. You, you see the money coming to you and you don't stress about it. And when you might have a bill to pay and you're put it up, give it up to God, do what you can do or the universe who usually will be on your path. It's pretty yeah. interesting how that works. And so, when, yeah, yeah, exactly. Manifesting the, the worst. Yeah, that's so exactly it. the fear. It's what do I need to do to feel safe in the energy of money? Definitely. Yeah. 
I love that. <laughs> I want to ask you this, because this is something that I'm just observing from our conversation, hanging out with mm-hmm. you and knowing Megan as well as I do. I have this own th- my own theory that when you're highly intuitive, you're also highly creative. Just getting to know you, you reinforce that theory because you're highly creative and you're highly intuitive. I want to ask what your reflection is on that in terms of the relationship between being creative and being intuitive, psychic. How do you feel they correlate with each other? That's a really good question. There's this book by Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art. And I feel like it describes it perfectly. I think you have to be tapped in. And I think that the key to tapping in is emotions. I think we know this from like high priestess empress and in tarot. It's like the way that we, and that's what I love about tarot too. It tells the story, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, the high priestess, she's like the, that's our intuition. And then the empress like gives birth to that. And he talks about it in his book, which is you read all these different authors and writers who else talks about it. Maybe Joe Dispenza, where they talk about going into the void and in the void, you get the downloads. And then he talks about it. He's like, the book's already written. You just have to tap in or like your thing is already done. Your art's already created. You have to tap in to that sphere, that dimension that it's all. And I remember reading that and being like, oh my God, like (laughs) this is, I feel like I wouldn't even have to read that book. That's some of the channeled messages that I had already gotten. But I think that's intuitively and creative linked together. It's like that you tap in and it's emotions are the key. And that's why it's like not fearing your emotions and letting yourself feel them is where I think we get those intuitive hits and we're able to transmute those energies, whatever they are into like Mm -hmm. whatever our art is or whatever our creativity is. I think that's like magic. I don't know. That's, Mm -hmm. it's so powerful. It is. I agree. I never did any, I did like, art for fun, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really know I had that ability until I was really tapping into my intuition. I had gone through like spiritual, large, big spiritual awakening at 18. You know, I had the gift as a kid, but re re reopened, so to speak when I was 18. So by 24, one day someone asked me to paint something for them. And I was like, for fun, sure. Like they had it out and I was like, okay, I'll try. And I was able to paint. I pretty much just was channeling. I know what I was doing when I did it. Cause I had that experience and I went to a different place and I yeah. went to like my mind's eye, kind of like where I go to see things on the other side or the other plane. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was almost able to go there, pre- find an image and then project it through my third eye onto the canvas tune out, and then just follow what I'm seeing in my eye. It's really interesting, but yeah. I always channel when I paint and then I ended up selling paintings. So I feel like there's so many different for our listeners. If you, there's something you think that you don't, you can't do, or you're, yeah. you, know, you might be selling yourself short. There's other hidden talents that we all have that we can tap into at a later age, especially once we've tapped into our intuition and we're opening up these different sides of ourselves, or maybe even like you said, tuning into someone, something different, another spirit, or even a past life, the things that you've already created. Cause time of course is not mm-hmm. linear. That's just the perception that we have oh My God, yeah, in these bodies. So it makes total sense to me what you're saying. And I'm I'm really glad you brought that up, Jason, because I know we're all very like creative people. And I definitely think that it goes hand in hand. And I, and touching back on what we talked about earlier, you being guided from being a professional golfer, which a lot of people 
don't make it to be a professional anything. Yeah. <laughs> we try, we're all just trying, but to, especially in a sport, like that's really, you really have to be disciplined, focused and in golf. It takes a lot of mind over matter. And it's a lot of saying where the ball's going to go before it goes there. You're visualizing it, you're sending it there. And the hands are just the follow through. Even with golf, I'm sure that you use a lot of your intuition and being able to put yourself in other place. I don't know, just to see like how the grass is. And I could totally see myself using my intuition when I do play for fun. I do play for fun. Yeah. (laughs) So not professionally, no one would ever pay me to play. I pay (laughs) to play, but (laughs) I do mini golf. (laughs) (laughs) You'd school us. But where I was going to go with that is you being guided to do your YouTube channel and going back to that, it blowing up overnight. I mm-hmm. can say that's the same thing that happened for Jason's other podcast. The same thing that happened for me when yeah. I finally right. put my art on Etsy, because that was my whole yeah. journey. I finally put on Etsy, blew up overnight. I had accounts with Lowe's and all these big names I was oh carrying my, my stuff. And it was like it was meant to be. And I totally believe that you're just following your intuition and your great grandmothers, your grandmothers, a lot of different ancestors are guiding yeah. you for. And that's amazing that you were able to find that success. And with that success, reach so many people and help so many people like yourself who was finding that comfort resonating with you. Yeah. And that's so important for you to take that and say, hey, I can help people too. And I can put this out there too with everything that I know and I've learned. And I think that's so great. So share with our listeners. I know they're going to want to find you. They're going to want to find you on your Instagram, your YouTube, get readings with you. Can you tell us what's next and how our listeners can tune into that and find you? So what's next? I'm still going to, I'm still doing my YouTube channel. I switched it up now and I just do more collective readings where I'm uploading every single day stuff. And they are more love-based, but I try to put some in where it is external messages that aren't love-based, like more of the guidance and things like that. But next thing, like my dream, and I think where I've always wanted to get to is publish, getting into like the book writing I have, or if I had a mission statement, it'd be to just help others realize that like you can do whatever you want, anything like live from your passion, do things that. that set your soul on fire. This is crazy, but I had tapped into kind of the Akashic records the other day for the first time ever. And I saw the book writing and things like that, but it was like my one book's about heartbreak, like with golf and with a relationship. And then the Akashic records was like, your books are going to be about heartbreak. I'm like, oh no, (laughs) don't make me keep going through this. (laughs) And surviving it and what comes next. Yeah. I can't wait because I know that you're a great writer. I know you're a great reader, very amazing, intuitive. And I'm excited for your books to come out. I'm excited to read them and see to witness all that you do. I'm really excited about it. I know. I'm excited for you guys to help me develop my mediumship now. Oh yeah. That's the next step too, for sure. And (laughs) with our astrology. I'll say this, as you were just talking, I got the word transmediumship. That's going to help you with future books. You're going to tap in and channel and you're going to write Mm. books through transmediumship. That's the words came off your energy as you were just talking to Megan. So I am so excited to see you unlock that. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's what I struggle with now. I think I just got to get the first one out of the way. When you look at what you're doing right now and, Mm -hmm. and how spirituality fits into your normal life, where you are now open about it or becoming more open as you go. 
with a YouTube channel, you can't really hide yourself anymore. Just like me yeah. with the podcasting stuff. And I want to ask you, what has been the most significant change in your life since you've had the success as a psychic that you'd like to share with our audience that you may not usually talk about? And it's something that you reflect on it. And let's say you have a private moment with yourself and you're waking up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, you listen to your favorite music and you're smiling. What makes you happy about what you're doing right now the most? I think the, just like the energy of abundance. And I, I, it's not even just, I just feel so taken care of time-wise. Like I just have this abundance of time. I feel so support when I'm like living through that gift. I feel so supported, like in the material level, like financially, I just don't, I feel so supported in all these people who are in the community or who are like following me, the relationships that I've made through this gift. Cause it's, I think you guys know with like clients, you probably have the same thing. It's hard not to become friends with them or to develop like you're tapping into like their intimate stuff. So it's like, the gift has brought me just so much. And the more I'm open about it and the more I'm out about it, the more it brings me. And it's just, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have the same feeling. It's like just feeling so blessed. I don't know. <laughs> it's like a perpetual icebreaker when you walk into a room, right? Yeah. You, know yeah. Intuitive, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out a conversation top. Yeah. And it also takes away. For me, it also takes away a lot of the times where I would have that, the fear of the unknown and the fear that's associated with things, maybe not going my way or not working out the way I thought they were going to. And now that I'm tuned in and tapped in the way that I have been the way the last 18, 20 years or so, the thing for me is I don't let the bad things get me down too much. If something yeah. bad happens to me, I have a breakup or something like that happens in my life. I know that it hurts. I know. But mm -hmm. I also know it won't last long. And I know it's happening for a reason. And I know that there's something to be excited about because when you think you've got it figured out and you're doing your, you're paying your dues, you're doing the right things, you're following your intuition, you feel like you're on the right path. And then something just like shocks you and yeah. throws you off. And you're like, wait, that's not what I saw coming. Then there's something really special. I believe yeah. every time I've had a divorce or a breakup or something that I would consider my life like is over. I'm literally listening to every suicide song I could think of, or you know what I'm saying? Like the worst, the saddest songs you could think of. I'm like diving into it and yeah. then you can pull yourself out of that mindset because you know that you're going to be okay. And again, like I've been through it and for the listeners and every time I come out stronger, every time yeah. I come up better. And that's the biggest thing is riding the waves life because there's ups and there's downs and the ups are really great. And then when you, there's a down, just know that another wave is coming and you'll ride that back. Home yeah. And I think I've been through so many ups and downs that it's like, I do have moments in the downs and maybe that's part of like my tortured artist inside of me that like, when I am sad, I'm like, God, this is so amazing. Like it's you're alive. Like when you're feeling mm -hmm. that deep sadness, it's also beautiful because it's, you're alive. I can yes. use this to create. I'm like, oh yeah, this is my second book right here. <laughs> See, I love that you said that. Cause actually that's my mindset when I have physical pain. So if yeah. I go to get like a shot or I'm having like a procedure where they can't put me asleep or something that's like stitches or something that's going to be painful, mm -hmm. I put my mind into the thing that this is you're alive. 
you yeah. can be dead. This is what being alive feels like. There's yeah. pain, there's this, there's that. And I love that you said that because it, it like triggered something for me that I've always, luckily I haven't had any like physical, like things yeah. like that lately that I've had to get into that mindset, but you're so right. And that's another great tool that I've learned along the way that I've learned. Spirituality. And, yeah. Yeah. And through spirituality, there's so many tools that you gain and that, and it helps it's literally survival. It's survival on this plane. This is a hard Earth is not an easy place to come to. There's no. a lot of negativity here. There's darkness and you have to just keep finding that light within yourself. Yeah. And finding people like yourself and Jason, that's what's helped me personally is finding my spirit family and yes. finding people who vibrate on that higher frequency to keep reminding me because we all can get low. We all can get on a, yeah. low, on a funky vibration. And it's great when you have those people around you to pull you back and say, ah, remember, because I know that Jason's pulled me out of things like real quick. One time I lost, when I lost my cat, like I'm a medium. I talked to people on the people on the other side for a year. I've been seeing dead oh people since gosh. I was little. Yeah. This is my cat. And I'm like, oh, where'd he go? What's yeah. happening? There's no, is there a God where do cats go? And it really made me question everything, losing like my familiar, my pet. And anyway, Jason was able to read, bring through my cat. Anyway, it was just so healing for me. Yeah. There's so many things that you learn through those grieving processes and learn that everything's going to be okay. And yeah, you second guess things, but then you come right back where you were. And a lot of times, even a spiritualist and people who practice and teach, like we all have moments yeah, um, where we have to like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's why it's eclipse season. Oh my God. The universe like gifted me, you guys, because I had been like getting all my ducks in a row. And then I met you guys. I had been in like a limbo then I met I felt inspired while I was in your shop I was like oh maybe I should come and work in a shop let me see then I had reached out to you met you guys instant click and then four days later I'm like all right we're doing it we're walking (laughs) away from this situation we're ending it and I think I wouldn't have been at that point had it not been for this kind of new group of people showing up for me give me chills it's yeah. so grateful. Yeah. Uh, gratitude yeah. is so powerful. And I have to say, Megan, you may have called me about your cat. When I had my cancer, you were my bedrock. You got me through that for that whole healing process. And that's what I want to bring up to you too, Jen, is the healing aspects of being intuitive. So many mm-hmm. times it's just part of our daily lives. Now we're used to it. We're used to give somebody some clarity, some reassurance. Have you really thought about how the value of of your work can heal others. Cause I think that's just something that needs to be touched on and highlighted is the value that we do on a daily basis in this post pandemic society. It's just so important. I think sometimes I overlook it until somebody like I get feedback of somebody that's, I really needed this. It's interesting because I talk about in the book that I wrote, it's all about me trying to fill a void through golf and through relationships and not being satisfied, but I don't talk too much about this part of my journey in that book, but that void, that emptiness, it's not there when I'm doing this work just because of that healing aspect and knowing that me just doing this and it's like me just doing it out of fun and it's helping people in a way. And that's the part that I do sometimes overlook until I get that feedback. That's you don't know how much I needed this. And then I'm like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It makes you feel so validated. And also like you're doing good work, like you're helping yeah. people. It's not, that's the best part of it for me too. Or people say, Hey, 
this happened. You predicted this and this happened. That also was valid. Yeah. It's nice. So good. I'm yeah. glad I was right about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't say you're wrong. <laughs> so yeah, it's a journey. We're always learning. We're always picking up new things along the way. And the universe is always bringing more people into your life, I think, to help with the different roads that you're on, the different parts of that path. And yeah. I definitely believe that we're all in cahoots for a reason. Yes. And I'm really excited because I know this isn't going to be the last time that you're on our show. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're excited because, you know, especially with coming on, especially with the different the shifts in energy and letting our listeners know what to expect. And I think that would be really cool too, because I had been so busy that I didn't even know we were going into eclipse season. When I met oh, you, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. If look back at November, like themes from November 19th are going to be showing up the full moon on November 19th. I always go back and look at my photos and I'm like, what was I doing on this date? And then I'll see, and then I'll remember the themes and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. I have one more question for you too, before okay. I know we're running out of time. I know a lot of people are really into, I know astrology, like you said, is popping off and it's very, it's trending. And there's a lot of things that have been trending left just like crystals and all the work I do. Moon rituals. There's a lot of people doing different new moon and full moon rituals. Do you practice any moon rituals with astrology at all? Right now I'm doing a lot of cord cuttings for people. I did one for myself as well that I had somebody guide me through my own cord cutting because of the Scorpio eclipse and releasing attachments. But normally I'll host like full moon circles where I'll do candle magic, but I really don't just because I'm like the energies take care of themselves, mm -hmm. set intentions. I'll mentally set intentions. Maybe I'll write something, but the energies for me, like doing astrology, the energies by being aware of where it is in my chart, where it's focused, like maybe I'll release something on that day or I'll like plan launches and things like that around that or doing things around that. But I really don't do too many manifestations anymore. Like any manifestation practices, unless I get invited somewhere, then I'm like, okay, sure. All right. We're all going to have to do one together in Seattle. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> I would love yes. that. And I have to say this, Megan, how great was it to have Jen on today to help demystify astrology for us and our audience? I, just, <laughs> I can't even tell you how much, ex how excited I am with the energy right now that's come through the screen right now. I, I and, know this is what I needed too. <laughs> it's like a pick me up. And I'm just yes. so appreciative that you came on the show and that we met you and that Megan introduced us to you. And I, I love the fact that you're able to share your gifts with our audience and have the courage to come on and express your vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. I really want to thank you for coming on. And Megan and I were talking about this interview for a while, and it's just so nice to have it happen. Thank you guys so much for having me. I love coming on and talking with you guys. Oh, we're, oh, we're going to have you on again. There's no yeah. doubt. <laughs> yeah, we think you're amazing. And for all of our listeners, go find her, follow her on YouTube, follow her YouTube channel. She has two of them. You can find her under her, one under her name, under one under little girl lost tarot. And then she also goes by her name on Instagram. It's just your first yes. name, person last yes. name. And I know that we're following her and we love her posts and everything that she is putting out there that is guided to put out there for everybody. And next is the book and, yeah. and the sky's the limit from there. And we're here for you. We're so excited <laughs> to be a part of it. Thank um, you. 
Canton. And we'll be seeing you like tomorrow. So we're <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you guys so much. so much for having me. We Thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Right. Till next time. Till next time, guys. Bye. Thank you. Such an amazing chat that we just had with Jennifer, Megan. It really was. She's such a great girl. And I'm so excited that we got to have her on and learn all about her and how she developed her gift from being a golfer to becoming a professional like psychic and tarot reader, which is a big jump. It's a big jump for a lot of people. So I'm sure for the, her, the people that she knew. And I found it was inspiring to hear about her grandmother serving as a positive influence in her early life that motivated her to pursue her spiritual path and to trust her own intuition and premonitions that she got them. And I think that had a very strong influence in her ability to channel her intuitive gifts through a very creative way through her blogging and writing and her YouTube channel start from there. It just shows what you can do when you have your own creative gifts and talents, as well as your own psychic intuitive abilities. You create things and express yourself. Right. And taking risk and taking chances and following your gut and doing what your heart is calling you to do, even if it's not something you thought you were going to do or something you've been doing forever. Like sometimes it's okay to follow suit and follow your gut, especially if you have, it's really nice if you have someone like that, you have a supportive family member. I know you and I didn't have that. We had to fight each other, but I'm so glad she did. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it has a lot to do with someone's development and and recognizing their own psychic path and and how comfortable they are doing so. Definitely. And she's made a lot of success with it. So we're really excited for her and so happy you guys got to know her. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much, guys. See you next time on Psychic Visions. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow Psychic Visions Podcast on Instagram. Psychic Visions Podcast is a production of Electricast Media. Our executive producers are Mark Netter and Peter Rafelson. If you like our show and enjoy what you hear, please subscribe and give us a rating wherever you enjoy podcasts. And always remember, harness your inner power. Electricast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the city of angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.